From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Justin Higginbottom. This is your news for Wednesday, October 5th. Carl Rapp has seen Moab change a lot in the 60 years he's been living here off and on. There was once nothing but desert around his manufactured home. Now there's new developments, paved roads. And another change he's noticed is his property tax bill. Last year, he says it was over $800 more than the previous year, about a 60% increase. And we're both on fixed income. My wife retired on this last year also, so when we got that bill, it was whoa. He says his home only has a new coat of paint, but it's how the rest of the area is changing that has increased its value. Home prices have skyrocketed in the area. That means more can be owed in property taxes. And for those not making more money, like Rapp and his family, that can hurt. We were going to go see our kids last year. That 800 bucks would have paid us to go to Washington, drive. We couldn't afford to fly and do all that, but we would plan to drive up and see them. Didn't get to do it. So this year, he's looking for help. State law requires the county to offer property tax abatements to low-income residents over the age of 64. And Rapp's not the only one looking. There's been a steep increase in the amount of property tax relief in Grand County. Property tax abatements and cancellations went from $137,000 in 2018 to $259,000 in 2022, more than doubling in four years. Chris Kaufman is the Grand County Treasurer. He says that increase is largely due to the dramatic rise in property values, especially within Moab City, which was reassessed this year. In Utah, assessors look at property values at least once every five years. You know, part of the reason that it goes up so much is because for most properties, it's been five years since they've been reassessed. And so it's five years worth of market value changes that are happening all in one year. He says it's not that there's been a huge jump in people applying for abatements. In 2018, it was 208 households, and this year it was 222. But the value of abatements has increased with increasing property taxes. Some folks last year when their taxes were lower, wouldn't have used all of the abatement that was available to them. And then this year when their taxes are higher, they're maxing out. Although he says the overall tax burden of the county hasn't changed, that's determined by local government budgets. It just shifts who is paying how much of it. So when people in Moab City are paying more this year, every other part of the county is paying less. Meanwhile, Rapp has seen booms and busts before in Moab. It was a great place to be poor. You know, it really was. And he wouldn't say he fears the next downswing. We've replaced the quality with quantity. Everybody's making good money, but they can't afford to live here. (laughs) Telluride, Colorado local and world-renowned mountaineer Hillary Nelson passed away in an avalanche while on expedition in Nepal. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KOTO's Julia Caulfield shares this tribute to Nelson's life. When you think of giants in the world of mountaineering and adventure, one name inevitably rises to the top. Hillary Nelson was the best of her time. We love uh, Hillary for her energy and her motivation, and it was always um, equal to men in, in the mountains and incredibly strong in that sense. That's Conrad Anker, a friend of Nelson and fellow mountaineer. Together, they climbed Denali and Everest and took an expedition to Antarctica. 
But Anchor notes it wasn't Nelson's ability to climb or ski the most impressive peaks that sticks out. As a professional, she's always an advocate for women to. And when she elevated women, she elevated all of us. Nelson passed away on September 26th after getting caught in an avalanche on Mount Mansalu in Nepal. She was 49 years old. Nelson grew up in Seattle, Washington, where she spent her winter skiing Stevens Pass in the Cascades. After graduating from college, she went to Chamonix, France for a winter, which turned into five years, and Nelson began her journey as a world-renowned ski mountaineer. In a career that spanned decades, Nelson became the first descent on dozens of mountains, on more than 40 expeditions in 16 countries. She was the first person to complete a ski descent of Lhotse, the first woman to link Everest and Lhotse in a 24-hour push. She completed a double summit of Denali and was the first person to ski descent Papsura Peak. She was named National Geographic Adventurer of the Year and a North Face athlete, captain of the North Face team. But even with all her accomplishments, speak to those who knew Nelson, and it's her heart that leaves the greatest impact. Anka remembers their expedition on Denali. She was uh, um, with a, a group of younger skiers and snowboarders, and she was great. She was like the, uh, the den mother. She was there making sure that we were fed and that the youngsters were doing their bit and tidying up, and so it was a a cross uh, between a, a wonderful parent and an expedition leader. Suzanne Barraza got to know Nelson through her work with the Mountain Film Festival. She remembers being a little intimidated to start. I've always looked up to Hillary and admired her and thought, you know, she is just the coolest woman ever. And then getting to know her, it was just this other side of her like she wasn't intimidating at all, you know, because all of her accomplishments, I just thought, wow, she's just kind of untouchable woman, but she was so much the opposite. She was caring and giving and generous with her time and just had the most beautiful, easy laugh and just just a hell of a fun person. Barraza adds that while the world knew Nelson as a trailblazer in mountaineering, she was so much more than that. She just was an incredible community member for Telluride um, incredibly generous with her time, being an amazing mother, an amazing, an incredible partner. She was a just a warm, loving, kind person. And her being a mountaineer was just just a small part of who she really was. Still, it's hard to understate Nelson's importance on the world of mountaineering, especially for women. Here's anchor then Barraza. Hillary's legacy will rest upon empowering women to pursue the mountain dreams and that whether it's uh, working as a ski guide with a helicopter outfit as she did with Helitracks or uh, being the team captain at the North Face or climbing Everest in let's say in a day, her, um, her ability and motivation has touched many people and specifically, um, really encouraged women to pursue their dreams and know they had the skills and ability to go do it. She was a complete um, role model for women and showing that you can do, have these accomplishments and these um, 
goals, achieve your goals and still be a mother. And often women are held at a different standard for that than men where men can go off and do all these things and have children. Women are kind of judged to say, oh, no, you, you can't do that. You're, you're a woman. And she really broke that wide open and just showed that it is important for women to have dreams and to, and to follow those dreams. Nelson is survived by her two children, Graydon and Quinn, and her love, Jim. The Southern Ute Tribe is conducting a new housing survey in Ignacio, Colorado. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamitis from KSUT and KSJD has this report. The Southern Ute Tribal Council says Ignacio needs more affordable housing. Patrick Morrissey is the president and COO of the real estate arm of the Southern Ute Growth Fund. He says housing is affecting the tribe's employee recruitment efforts. We're just trying to hire the best qualified people to work for the tribe. Housing prices are so high, it's hard to recruit people to to work here. So we have sent out the survey to tribal membership why you would like to live in the area and what you'd like to see happen or what type of product you would like to see built. According to the real estate website Zillow, the average price for a house in the 88137 area code has increased 56% over the past five years. The tribe implemented a similar affordable housing effort in 2014. They conducted a survey and expanded the availability of affordable housing in and around Ignacio. Some of the housing that was out in Cedar Point the townhomes and some additional single-family housing was implemented out of that study. It's just time to update that study. More than 100 units were built at Cedar Point after the results of that 2014 study, according to the Southern Ute Drum. After the results of the current study, the tribe may build more single-family housing, multifamily housing, and large-lot housing. Ignacio area residents have until this Friday, October 7, to complete the survey. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, October 5th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.